Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Wyland with the FPV Podcast. I'm joined with my co-host, Elvin Wilson, and we got two of the funniest people in FPV, and they make straps. And we're going to be going to do a short interview with them, so we're going to get right into it. But before all of that happens, Elvin, what do you got? Hey, everybody. How you guys doing? It's Elvin Wilson here somewhere in the state of Washington, sitting at the hospital with my mom while she's here. And I want to tell you, Go out and hug your mom, man, because when she's gone, she's gone. Go ahead and feel free to message Elvin telling him that his mic sucks and he needs to get back into the studio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephanie, can you please introduce yourself? Yeah, um, I'm Stephanie Formhall, um, the director of Behind the Scenes for HotDogFPV.com. Awesome. Ben, what do you got? I am Ben, the owner of HotDogFPV.com, and I fly FPV. How did you get into FPV? FPV. Well, I started out flying RC airplanes and, and all that from 2009. So when I finally met Stephanie, I had put down my controller for a while and, and we started traveling around the country and picked up. So I picked up the sticks and the newest, latest rage was quadcopters. FPV was like hot on the tails of just flying quads. So that's how I got into FPV, and that was about four years ago now. Four years ago. What about you, Stephanie? I had no RC history before Ben. I tried the quad thing, like, very pathetically. I would fly, like, you know, for an hour every 30 days, and it felt like starting over. So I gave that up. But I love FPV, and my favorite right now, I'm flying a 63-inch crash test hobby wing. Um, it's kind of a mid-range rig, and I just absolutely love fixed wing. Fixed wing. Elvin, right up your territory. So you were correct. Stephanie does like to fly wings. One of the interesting stories of you two is that you live in an RV, but you also still run your own store. And you got a pretty interesting story about hot dog FPV. And that's what we want to talk to you about. So can you tell us how this story happened? How did hot dog FPV start? Give us uh, the background. The original name and hot dog affiliation uh, came from... When we started traveling, we were at in a really crappy spot in our life. It was new to traveling and new for Stephanie being a travel nurse. And so there was a lot of new things. And it was around Halloween time and Halloween had just passed. And we went to uh, Kmart and there was a lone hot dog costume hanging in the aisle. I just walk over, put it on, and then Stephanie turns around and there I am standing with the hot dog suit on. I could not stop laughing in the middle of Kmart. It was amazing. So, so <laughs> that that brought a little bit of, of light to our our dark time. And then um, a lot of people actually don't know, and and I haven't really told anybody, but when we were leaving with our our stuff, and I was getting the um, getting the hot dog costume, there was a, a homeless gentleman standing behind me. You know, I kind of had turned around and just said, you know, hey, how's it going? You know, his response, well, you know, it's it's really tough. And it was kind of like one of those moments where it just strikes you and, and you hold on to that, you know. And, and and I had no idea that that hot dog FPV was going to become even a thing or that it was even a spark of imagination in my head at that point, you know, and. Mm -hmm. And so it's just kind of one of those things that I've carried with me, you know, and, and that's where the whole hot dog thing stems from. You know, I've heard, you know, 
oh, it's it's a crappy, you know, dick joke <laughs> and and all this stuff, you know. Oh, and, and when we came out with the new Harold Harold uh, hot dog logo, uh, that's also something that uh, I hold dear. Is Harold uh, is my grandfather who passed away a couple years ago. <laughs> this is actually a, a, a business that has a lot more intertwined in it than a lot of people know. You yeah. know. I got you. It has a lot of meaning to you. I mean, yeah, it, a lot it, of personal meaning. Yeah. And what Ben doesn't tell you about that Kmart in El Paso is that the gentleman behind us in line, he had holes in his shoes and you could just tell he was down on his luck. And I wasn't paying much attention because I was kind of dealing with the checkout situation. But Ben just whipped out his wallet and, and gave the guy $20 towards his shoes. And it was kind of Ben's way of like not offering to take care of the guy, but leave the guy with his pride, but still help him. Um, and and so for us, that was like a very like remarkable moment, like he said, in the dark times. But it was also like, I think, a karma moment for us. So I, I definitely credit that moment with kind of changing the direction for us. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Hey, you know what? Just get a little bit of giving and, uh, you know, life has a way of giving back. And it seems like Mm -hmm. uh, from that costume, did Hot Dog FPV, the name actually start or, you know, it come a little bit later? It came a little bit later from when I actually because I I don't believe I even had a drone or a quadcopter at that point. Um, It was just it was kind of one of those things like I had the hot dog, the costume and when it actually turned into a thing is I had taken a trip up to fly with uh, a guy, Rothany, uh, Rothany Henroth Norris up north in Seattle. And we went to an abandoned silo. I had put the costume on on top of the abandoned silo and sat on the edge and flew with my feet dangling a couple hundred feet off the, the edge of the silo in a hot dog costume. Um, and and that's when the, the the hot dog FPV name actually got coined and started becoming a thing. Okay. Stephanie, what did you think of the name when, when it finally got coined? I'm not surprised at all. Ben is probably like the most <laughs> charismatic person. He is just totally who he is unapologetically. And so I'm not even the least bit surprised that he's walking around in hot dog costumes on top of silos. I wasn't thrilled about the silo, but the hot dog costume I was okay with. <laughs> I agree. I don't like heights. That that seems a little bit uh, a little cringeworthy. Oh my God, it, so high. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Stephanie? Do you have an FPV name? I don't. I don't. Um, I tried on um, Steph, S-T-E-P-H-V, like, or P-V, and then Joe Stan was like, ha-ha, you're Step H-P-V, and so I dropped that one real quick because I didn't <laughs> want to be attached to that, and then, <laughs> and then I was just sort of done. I was like, I'll just see how this goes for a while. Stephanie F-P-V, coin. <laughs> All rights reserved. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? Sometimes it just doesn't work. I understand that completely. Awesome. So, like, Obviously, you two are into drones and FPV, and you know things have gotten better. Uh, how did you actually start the store? When I, the store was actually not my starting. Oh, the okay. The store would be would be a Stephanie because I had the name Hot Dog FPV personally, and then we came up with the the first strap designs. He came up with it, not me. I get no credit there. Okay. <laughs> he basically came to me one day and he goes, I. These, these fat shark straps, they're just, they're not it. I want to make like custom straps. And he says, I'm just going to sell them on Facebook. Just make one, one or two at a time. And I've never really just gone with like the status quo. So we're driving home from 
I think picking me up from work one day and I'm like, so I just, uh, she was like, mad, but I bought hotdogfpb.com and I'm going to make you a whole store. <laughs> and he was like, uh, okay. She, she laid it on me on the way home. I'm like, uh, that's a lot of work. <laughs> he couldn't run cause he was driving. So it was a good time to drop it. I couldn't, I couldn't fight because I had to have my hands on the wheel. Good job, Stephanie. That's smart. That's I'm, like tactician right there. That's a mastery. Yep. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So, like you had this brainchild of saying, you know what, this is something that you know people would want. When you actually started up that store, what was it like? Was it very positive, or was it just like what you thought? At first, it was people saw our product, the one inch that we were doing, and were like, "Wow, that's crazy!" Because a lot of people also don't know that when I first started doing one inch, I wasn't even buying just elastic. I would find the craziest, wildest suspenders I could find and then and then chop them up and make them in the goggle straps because it was per- they were absolutely perfect because you could get them all over the place in all different styles and colors. Uh, so people gravitated towards that custom. And then Stephanie ordered uh, a camouflage color. And the raw and it didn't show up in one inch. It showed up in two inch. Oh. So, like, we were gonna return it, and then we decided, no, I'll figure something out. And then I came out with a two inch, and then that was the influx. And that as was... soon as as soon as the wider straps came out, it was just like whoosh, like a wave had taken over. And they were really close together. We opened up Hot Dog FPV in May of 2017 and released the two-inch strap in June of 2017. So it was very, very, very right at the beginning. So there was not a very short it. window yeah. of of our initial groundbreaking store kind of stuff. There you go, folks. One misorder and just going with the flow. Karma, man paid you back right there it's like yeah you know what two inches eh, might work and it's like oh look now we have a business <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well because I, I remember two inches yeah i remember posting the first prototype picture and i was like what do you guys think of my new strap and rotor riot went pardon my friends ape shit over it uh so i so we did it. Yeah, so we did it, you know, and, and ordered a, a bunch of different material. And then it's just been one hell of a ride. And at this point, Ben is using a sewing machine that I got for Christmas that I, I never learned how to use. I still don't know how to use it. <laughs> that that we happened to have like under the bed of the RV because I was dreaming of learning how to use this. And so he was we were using what used to be a door. We turned into a table in our RV. And that's where the sewing with our whole business was like in a two square foot spot at this point. Hey, you know what? That's how startups go, man. It's like you operate with the most minimum budget. You can make some money and yeah. then you keep growing it. And that's yes. really cool to to have something that, you know, you just launch and within a month or two to have like such a popularity influx and being able to get these orders. Was it stressful at that time? Because like all these orders are coming in. You're like, oh, gosh, I got to get all this stuff out. Uh, it actually in the beginning, it wasn't so bad. Um, because we didn't, we had pre-designs and, and stuff like that. And once we started doing custom stuff, that's where all the stress started coming in. Because it was just hard to make or hard to keep uh, up with? It, it adds a lot more steps and, uh, to the actual manufacturing process and doing all that, that all one strap at a time, you know, uh, and then also having to sew and assemble and all that stuff. And and going back to like using the smallest space possible, you know, we were trying 
we went from <laughs> buying printed elastic to buying a hundred feet of pure white elastic. And our straps are start out around like 24 inches long before we start the, you know, actually assembling them. And we were trying to print using a 15 inch printer. So we were having to line up, you know, we'd do 15 inches and we'd have to line up perfectly the edge of that other nine inches so that we didn't end up with a white stripe. And so we were doing everything the hardest way possible in the beginning. And so that was, and, and a learning curve to boot, you know, so we had a lot of mm-hmm. wasted material and we would sometimes press straps 10, 12 times before they were good enough to meet our quality expectations. And so the time time was just to learn yeah. was really steep and so we obviously upgraded our equipment since then but <laughs> yeah awesome so stephanie how did this take over your life to actually now have an online store <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh so my goodness ben can solder like nobody's business and he's he's technology okay but when it comes to like programming or computers or scripting that is not his scene so that very much was like 100 me um, just trying to figure out how to make a store navigable. And, you know, we used to, we came up to the point where we were having like 70 designs and how do you present these to people in a way that like makes them recognize what's happening. Um, and thankfully as a nurse, I only work three days a week. It's still 36 hours, but it's only three days. And so that, that gave me time to yell at Ben to hurry up and get orders done. So. <laughs> okay. We know who wears the pants in this family. <laughs> no. No. Not a chance. I can it's, only joke about it. That's the only way it happens. I, I always, I put, when it gets crazy, I, I'll put my foot down. I'll be like, no straps are getting out if I don't do them. <laughs> I'm going to lunch. I'm on strike. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I got this battery pack that's been charging. I got to go. Uh, well, it's awesome that, uh, you know, something like that. And it seems like you two, you know, make really great partners in business and also just in normal life because you kind of synergize really well with each other. So congratulations on that. So now in 2019, how are you guys doing? Are you still growing, sustaining? You know, what's going on with that? Well, we, I think we see a little bit of ebb and flow. You know, the market has changed over the last couple of years. Um, we have people who've come into the market with I'll say poor intentions. Um, we've had a couple of cases of, of what we'll call cloners. I know people always balk. It's only a goggle strap. Um, but we've definitely had more competition in the marketplace with the wider straps. And so we've kind of seen some ebb and flow um, with the business, but we've added products like hats and shirts to try to help entice people. Um, we've shipped out like ESCs from China to try to give people a good deal on equipment. So we've tried to kind of branch out a little bit too and expand what we offer. Oh, awesome. Cool. Uh, you know, um, people on the podcast won't see this, but he is wearing a really awesome hat. Not only does it have the logo, but on the underneath side of it, there's a pretty cool logo underneath it as well. So how has the t-shirt and hat business been treating you? <laughs> so pretty. that's kind of my arena too, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. Um, well, not sadly, but... She, the- she deals with all of the website. I, it's... You're the so, creator. Yeah. I'm I'm a maker. I make things with my hands. You know, that's that's the way I've always been. So and I think that's kind of how I picked up the director of behind the scenes is because I do Mm -hmm. everything that you don't see or not everything. but I do a lot of stuff people don't see. So one of my primary objectives whenever I'm getting shirts or anything like that is to make sure that I'm keeping pricing good for people. So, you know, our prices are are start out at fifteen dollars a pop. Um, our hoodies are $30 a pop and we go all the way from small to 5XL. So we try to include everyone. Um, our hats are priced at $17. So the pricing is just, is right. So we actually do pretty well with the t-shirts and hats just because we've priced them to make them affordable for everyone. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Hey, that's great. You know, it's like, uh, you need a little variety in the store because people are definitely looking for different things and, you know, congrats on all of your success. 
Elvin, this is where I give you two minutes with your crazy speaker to let you review the strap because I know you have a few. Well, I do have the head strap for my goggles, and I have the one with the frequencies all the way across it so everyone can know what channels they're supposed to be on and stay off of mine. (laughs) (laughs) So they're always wrong. That's what I just heard. (laughs) Yeah. So I I will say it's a really nice strap. It's it's held – I've had mine for going on the second year now, and it's uh, given me great performance. I the only thing I wish the straps had was something to soak up all the sweat. <laughs> yeah, we do get, we do, from time to time we do fly in a little heat and some maybe a little strap, a little strap sponge or something. I don't know what to call these things because I. I told him that um, I had another idea about a, another strap, and I, I was saying you got to get your three-inch strap on. So, like, you know, that's 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 kind of scary when I said it, but it does sound funny. Not only have you been selling straps, hats, and also T-shirts, looks like you guys are uh, also doing some sponsorship stuff. So, can you tell us a little bit about how you guys do sponsorships? Well. Our sponsor, we do sh- sponsorships a little bit different. We don't, uh, we don't go out. We're not, we're not recruiting uh, for our sponsorships. We want, we want guys who are, or guys or gals who are motivated, who who want to be part of something, who are willing to put in the effort. Uh, you know, and and I will say one thing about the way we offer our sponsorship is go to the website hotdogfpv.com and check out the sponsorship details and how you submit a video. And and right now, um, starting on September 1st and ending on November, the end of November, um, is our audition period for the 2020 team. Um, And all of the directions on how to make a video and how to submit the video are online. Okay. So people, read. Read sometimes. It's good for you. (laughs) <laughs> are, good are, for your health. Yeah, are the rules difficult? No, they okay. are very simple. What, what's the sponsorship entail? Can you tell us a little bit? See that that's one thing we also do a little bit different. Uh, we don't necessarily just flood flood our pilots with uh, with product or or anything like that. You know, each sponsorship is uh, pretty much based on the person. Uh, okay. So we work directly with that person, what they what they need, what they want, what you know, what they have, what they don't have, and, and make sure that they're able to fulfill their end of what what we want to see them doing, which is not insane. You know, we're we're not asking anybody to go do bank robbery or anything, you know, <laughs> so awesome. So. Go ahead, Stephanie, if you got... I just think most of our team will tell you that the thing they get the most is a wardrobe. Um, I don't think any <laughs> yes. of them have bought a shirt in years. Uh, <laughs> we just kind of send them out whenever we put them out. And anything else they need, they ask us for. And if we can do it, we do. Westside has completely redone his wardrobe. And I believe all all he's got is hot dog shirts. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, why not? Hey, t- good t-shirt's a good t-shirt. That's all I'm going to say. They, they're, yeah. Hey, I love that hoodie. That hoodie is looking smoking like which one I'm, I'm trying to that black hoodie with the with the um insignia on the back you know is is that wait is that insignia on the back too the one that's on the the, the hot dog logo 
Oh, the Herald one? Yeah. So it's available in a pullover only now. It used to be available in a zip-up, and the zip-up had Harold on the back, but now it's only available in a pullover hoodie with Harold on the front. There you go. Get it while you can. All right. I'm going to get one. There you go. Okay, last thing. Uh, you guys have been kind of branching out. Instead of just doing uh, just straps for your goggles, you've also been looking at doing battery straps, or you have been doing battery straps. Tell us how they're different and what's up with that. Well, our battery straps first are made with actual one-inch seatbelt material. Oh. And then we transfer whatever fancy design you want on there. And then after that, I use Kevlar thread in one single stitch to do all the stitching around the entire battery strap. They have a very, very thick steel welded buckle. That's just the big one inch battery straps. And recently, we also released what we have the Bantam weight battery strap, and it's five eighths of an inch wide. It's really, really thin, so it can fit through all the little tiny battery slots on, like, the floss or whatever race frame you have. Um, what's the smallest, I think? I think it's, like, I think six, it's six inches. Six to 14 inches. Six to 11 on the Bantam, and I think seven to 24 inches on the, our regular, so set up yeah. for X-Class. So, yeah. So, if you want any size battery strap with just about any picture or design on it, we can do from... 2S micro size all the way out to 12S uh, X class size. 12S lawnmower style. <laughs> Absolutely. 12 and, and we make them all to order. And um, in, in our history of doing them, we've to date only ever had one person break any of our straps. And it was actually our original metal buckle that broke. And we doubled up on the thickness of that metal buckle. And no one has been able to break it since. So. Okay, there you go. You're going to break your frame before you break so, the strap. <laughs> I just heard every person in the FPV community go, challenge accepted. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. Elvin will well, challenge that. Do do your worst and send us some pictures and post them online. Let's see. I don't know. I think that's a very costly way of trying to say <laughs> I win. <laughs> but, hey, if you're looking for a battery strap because uh, – Everybody's had their fair share of battery straps breaking because they're using plastic buckles or just cheap ones off of Amazon. Give them a checkout. So, you know, just going forward to 2020, it seems like you guys are still, like, in the RV. So what, what's going on? How's RV life with you? Oh, it's so much better. So <laughs> we got as the business grew, our RV seemed to shrink. So we lost probably like the last 12 feet of our RV just became hot dog FPV. We no longer had like a table in our house <laughs> to where we could eat dinner. We basically had a couch and a bed and that was all of our private space. But this year we moved out into we got a eight by 12 shed and I we moved all of our stuff out there. It's got a loft on it. Um, so things in the RV are like so much better. <laughs> um, we're in Olympia, Washington right now, uh, at least until through the rest of the year, potentially indefinitely, just cause we keep growing. Cause she's on contract. Don't be uh -oh. fooled. <laughs> ah, so, uh, it's great now. What are you doing, Elvin? You're derailing the entire show. Hey, he's bankrolling oh, over there. Geez, he's bankrolling. No, she's bankrolling. <laughs> uh -huh. 
that that four hundred one k looked pretty healthy from over here. I got nothing for you guys, but hey, uh, <laughs> congratulations for uh, I guess sticking in one spot and uh, grow, continuing to grow your business. It seems like you guys like to travel. Is it like staying one spot you just don't like, or is it like what's up with that? We like change. We have a little bit of wanderlust, and yeah. uh, it's hard for us to stay still for too long. Okay. Which cool. is a pain. Which is a pain because I like to do things like aquariums and stuff like that, and have like a car shop, and then we're we say let's go travel, and I'm like, whoa, okay, well I guess I'll just make drones to fly, and all right, whatever. Uh, you have the most terrible hobbies for somebody who wants to travel a lot. It's like I know. <laughs> you got like Stuff a thousand a room. A thousand pound aquarium, you're gonna try to drag it everywhere. <laughs> we had yeah. guppies once when we were in Arizona, but then they had babies, the and we're like, <laughs> we're like, nope, no, we can't do this. <laughs> we're <Nope>. out. <laughs> yeah, we're out. No more guppies. No, no more guppies. When, when I say I did aquariums, I I've always had uh, reef aquariums, like reefs with corals and, and saltwater and eels and like lionfish and like all the crazy crazy fancy stuff you see on tv and i do salt water i have a i have a 150 gallon aquarium what's up yeah it's a pain it's work though but it's 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 awesome it does seem like a lot of people in fpv actually have some aquarium it's if you can nerd out on it fpv nerds nerd out on it so yeah a couple of last questions and we'll stop wrapping up uh stephanie you like wings what 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 brought you to wings and why do you like wings I'll be honest with you. I basically wings for me was kind of a last resort. I Ben and I do almost everything together and this is a hobby that he's really passionate about. So I really wanted to find a way to do that with him. But quads just required too much practice for me to get any good at it. So um, I decided to try with wings and it's just so much easier. And I'm kind of like a chill flyer. Like I just want to hang out. So for me to be able to send it out, you know, go up to 399 feet and coast my way back down. That's just perfect for me. So it's just a better feel for me. Awesome. Uh, what size wing again? Was sixty three? Yep, sixty three inch. Sixty three inch. What do you think, Alvin? Whose wing? Who? Who? What company? Uh, Crash Test Hobby, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Is this the Gladiator or Gladiator XL? Gladiator. I saw you with your Gladiator girl. I I love that. We took that out near Death Valley um, when we were staying in Lone Pine, California, and it was just the best environment to fly that. And it's been hard to find places in Washington because of the trees, but it's a it's a joy when you can find space to fly it. Yes, yes. Death Valley is awesome, especially if you're like a little bit high and you can look down. It's amazing. It's like yeah, I understand. About that, don't we? Yeah, I had to make sure she had GPS for that. Yeah, that's she's, one of my. Yeah. She's, when you go out to some place where you can't tell exactly where you're at, there's no way in hell she's gonna find you. Uh, I was definitely going down like, the <laughs> wrong. She's, like... she's going down the wrong side of the mountain, going down a I'm run. Like, I'm I think like, we're over here. you need to turn this way. <laughs> so I have one of those like home arrows. I'm like, oh, go that way. Hey, those are really useful. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, that's especially right. when hey, you're in a way. Yeah, mm-hmm. 300 feet up. It's like everything's small. What are you talking about? Your spec. Okay. It's like we can't see anything. <laughs> you see a rock that looks just like you. You're like, I swear that's me. Yeah. <laughs> right at myself. Oh, wait How come I can't hear it? That's a ga- <laughs> dude at the gas station six miles away. <laughs> so, Ben, for you, why quads and uh, what do you fly nowadays? It's not necessarily just quads. I fly a little bit of everything. Everything except 3D helis, basically. Line of sight, uh, FPV, 
uh, with quads these days. I've been flying the Source 2 frame uh, for for racing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been using some just basher old frames and parting stuff together and, and, and kind of doing that bit, having a little fun with it, you know, changing stuff up. Uh, yeah you know frank and quads they're fun they're fun because you don't care and it doesn't matter if you break something you just put some other random part on it and and you're good to go um and for some 1306s on a seven inch and try to fly that around i'll show you something it'll work it'll work (laughs) 2s Right, two S, two S, two S, sixty-seven thousand. <laughs> I like it. Okay, you can throw swing it. It might swing. bounce a little bit. It it might like hover if you pushed it up. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then fall on you and knock you out. <laughs> What's They'll wrong definitely with you? knock you out. I know oh, yeah. that. And then Ben also does, and he won't toot his own horn, but he'll just, like, grab a piece of foam board from Dollar Tree and make something that no one's ever seen before and just throw it up in the air and take it for a flight. And that's probably one of his favorite things, just, like, tinkering and creating. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a flight I'm a flight test fan. Ah, uh, there you go. That's so, too. Yeah. Well, considering how much you create, yeah, we believe it. <laughs> yeah. you, seem to, <laughs> you seem to like to create I stuff. Yeah. I like to make stuff. I'm actually making a one-wheel out of a hoverboard right now. Oh, okay. Yeah, now you're going to the ground again. Okay. Yeah. You got to well, get that quad those, somehow. Yeah, you know, I'm I like I know I have turtle mode, but dude, I'm still lazy when I have to go get it. <laughs> I I agree. And some of that brush, man, it's pretty tall. You you're going to need something to mm-hmm. really try to get over that stuff. My old saying old saying used to be before turtle mode it was either you get good or you get skinny. Hey. That's right. It's, I like the good skinny part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I'm not going to make that joke. Uh, I, I I still don't have turtle mode on none of my stuff, dude. That's one of my one of my pet peeves is like I'm just going to take the walk because either I need to practice and remember why I don't need to take the walk. <laughs> I I'm totally behind that logic. Yeah, I'm with yeah. I'm with the only reason I went to it is because of racing. Yep. Yeah. Now, nah, see, for racing, I get it. I get it. Yep. Like for racing, you're in a race. You could get back in the air. Hell yeah. Use turtle mode. But for like normal flying, you know, most of the guys I know that fly with turtle mode, what happens is they end up burning the motor up or an ASC. And then it's not fun at all. And all it would have took was you just walking five minutes, you know, and now you all pissed off and you, you throwing shit around, you know, (laughs) I got to go buy a new motor, blah, blah, blah. Well, you should have bought six in the first damn place. Didn't you know this hobby is about failures. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. It happens. It always happens. No matter what, at some point that's going to happen. Definitely. Anyway, but I, I, I really uh, I listened to the story and I think it's it's I read it first. <laughs> I read it off the website and I, I talked to a couple of people and they they recommended us to interview you. And I really am happy with that choice. Um, the the equipment has been quality ridden from the day one that I received the first product. 
and it's continuing on. And I hope that your business continues to do what it's doing, which is growing and strengthening the community too, because of the way you carry your sponsorship with your pilots. Um, it seems that all your pilots want to help the community and want to reach out with the new pilots and helping out with stuff. That's very important with this hobby because we're still ground roots. Yes, DRL just had a big thing on TV and why they got more showing than we did in, in Delaware, but they had, it looked like they had almost 30, 40,000 people in that arena and um, everybody's reporting they had a great time. So I think we're still moving forward though. You know what I mean? We have, maybe we've, we've got that first big step in, you know, like when me and Y did Delaware, the Monster Mile race, that was a big step for the, for the hobby. And now this has been a big step for the hobby, but I don't want to forget all the little steps till we get to the big steps. And you guys are one of the little steps. As you guys grow, the hobby grows. As that's what I like. And, and me and why we're all about the community and fostering new pilots and, and keeping the same attitude that we need to help each other and grow together. Because the more there are of us, the stronger we are as a unit and the more power and more things we can dictate. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're behind. Everybody's everybody's doing it. Huh? Yeah. That'll cost you two straps, okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> Uh, we actually had a friend that went to DRL in Phoenix and then today calls us and says, hey, I went to some dude and bought an RC car and he happened to have like a bunch of quad stuff. Is this any good? And he ended up with like, tell him what he got. He he, he ends up with his whole, I'm going to say plethora because that's what he got. He got, oh. he got a set of Attitude V3s. He got a set of Quantum V2 goggles. He got two DX6s. Like, and he got two, at least two full full working quads and i think he paid 120 bucks and nice. he got and a huge box of other stuff to go with it so drl is definitely helping build the community because that was definitely inspired by yeah he i, I told him because he lives in he lives in phoenix i've no i've known him since i was two years old and he wow. lived in phoenix and i said hey man drl is in your your neck of the woods this weekend you should probably check it out and he buys a ticket to DRL. He takes his whole family. And then today he calls me with a huge box of crap. And I'm like, <laughs> dude, this is amazing. Right. And then so, a month later, he's like, dude, how do I fix all this stuff? <laughs> he's like, man, where do you get the money to buy all the rest of the stuff to fix this? I'm going broke over here. <laughs> it's like, buy only clearance stuff. That's the first rule. <laughs> Yeah. The wife took my credit card and cut it into mini pieces. When everybody's hyping about it, don't buy it then. Wait a month. Right. Yep. Wait a month. Wait and for then, V2. Yep. Just just or buy V3 the, in my case. Yep. Just buy yeah. the clearance stuff. They all work just as well. It, it's the truth. It's just how it they is. Up in the same amount of time. <laughs> okay, don't say that. <laughs> New people, we did not say that. <laughs> and it's all worth right. every moment. 
it is a lot yeah. of fun. And you know, we appreciate uh you two coming on to the show and spending your time with us. It was uh it was a bit of an adventure for anybody who uh didn't hear the f- the start of our podcast, but we still ha- had a really good show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh you know, as we wrap up, we always say, you know, if people want to talk to you, contact you, where they where can they find you on the internet? Uh they can contact us on Facebook. We have a Hot Dog FPV page. Or you can contact us directly through the website. There's a contact form on the bottom. Um, those are usually our best uh, avenues to contact us. If you have a question, quads or anything related, you can contact me directly through Facebook or Instagram or any other form of communication on the internet. And if you just want to see what we're up to every Thursday night on YouTube, our oh, entire yeah. team has a live show for an hour from 6 to 7 Pacific Standard Time on YouTube. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's the first time I've actually heard of that. And I've been doing this podcast for like three years. So we're wow, actually the longest running live show in the FPV community on YouTube. So, yeah, it's exciting. Awesome. Well, that, that sounds great. So uh, we'll definitely have to check it out. Uh, once again, thank you for coming on the show. I had a blast talking to you, too. You have a great story. And uh, we wish you the you know continued success. And uh, hopefully we can catch up with you sometime in 2020 in which, you know, you might be living in a mansion. I don't know. It's like just, maybe, maybe I, in the, maybe in the near future, you're gonna have to show your face on our show oh. and get and uh, shed that shield of the audio and go with some video. Oh, that's a challenge. You're on your own. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we're, we're gonna beat you down on the show. Oh. No, I, uh, I, I take beatings pretty good. He does. He really does. Good deal. You'll fit right in. Thank you guys. I I do want to say thank you guys again for having us on the show. It it really means a lot. We have a a really good time doing stuff like this. Awesome. Well, uh, that's all we have for this week. Thank you so much for watching, and uh, we'll see you next week. That's all. I got nothing.